Look at this. It's a place we can call home. Many of us have been in a situation in life where we've said that. Sometimes it's good. It's exciting. It's happy. Sometimes it's just it's filling a need because you need a place to call home. May not be the greatest, but it's it's a place and it's yours. And you can hopefully be relatively safe there from the outside world. But just how safe can you be from the paranormal world? That's something we don't always have the most control over, no matter how many padlocks we put up on our doors. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online tackles two of those stories. One about a young woman in college staying over at her boyfriend's fraternity house and almost kind of moving in to a certain extent, but quickly discovering that living underneath the stairs in pure darkness at night is a little bit more than she bargained for. And the story of another young woman moving into an old house with her daughter, an old house that she remembers from childhood that was the home of the not nicest man in the neighborhood. And he's dead, but his spirit seems to still live on with the goal of tormenting this woman who was once the little girl that feared him and her little girl as well. It's EPP bonus episode number 428 of Real Ghost Stories Online. My name's Tony Bruschi. Stay with us. Staying over at someone's house is an interesting experience, I guess, to say the least. I prefer my bed as much as possible. But when you have a significant other that stays at a different place, then that, that can become more familiar, especially if you're there on a regular basis. A level of comfort usually kicks in at some point, and you start to feel kind of at home. Unless, of course, it's a frat house, and his bedroom is technically this created room underneath the giant staircase in an old building that's seen far better days. A room that doesn't get any sort of natural light. It doesn't get really any light at all. When you shut that door, time, space, senses of anything all go away. It's like a sensory deprivation chamber. When you wake up in that room of a chamber, and you see something in front of the door. Something that is being lit up by itself. It may make one pause and say, maybe we should stay at my place. It's kind of what happens here in this next story. Take a listen. This story takes place a few years ago when I was a freshman, sophomore in college in central Arkansas. The college campus at the time had quite a few fraternities with houses on the outskirts of the campus, mainly older houses that definitely needed some TLC. I remember walking past the specific house during the day and seeing a window where the attic was in the house and being really creeped out for no particular reason at all. It was pitch black, even though it was broad daylight outside. It should have been my first clue, but I didn't think much of it. Fast forward a few weeks, and I'm dating one of the guys who lives in this particular frat house, who's now my husband. 
just a bit of basic layout info. When you walk in the front door, there's a bedroom immediately, immediately to the left. To the right down the small hallway is two more bedrooms and a bathroom. Then the living room, kitchen, etc. There was an upstairs space that was more or less a finished attic so that they could hold their meetings. There was still a small space that wasn't finished that you accessed by a small door in the wall, which was meant for storage, and was also where there was an old drop-down ladder that led to the garage. There was the classic hanging light bulb that addicts have, and then that weird window in this space as well. The house had a very odd energy, and you always felt like you were being watched, especially if no one else was home. Anyway, I lived in a dorm at the time, so I spent a lot of nights at this house. The room my boyfriend had at the time was down that small hallway on the right, and was right underneath the stairs, that weird crawl space in the attic. It also had no windows of any kind, so it was extremely dark in there. With the lights off, I kind of lost any sense of time passing because there weren't any external light sources. He had his bed pushed all the way in the far corner where the door was. One night I woke up and turned over to see a figure standing in the far corner where the door would have obstructed it if the door had been opened. I just rolled over, went back to sleep, and tried not to think about it. Fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm sleeping over at the house again and I was asleep on my side, facing the wall away from the door. I get woken up out of a deep sleep by someone poking my shoulder. I turn over and I see a figure standing by the bed and assumed it was my boyfriend trying to get me to move or something. That is until I looked over and my boyfriend is asleep in the bed next to me. I thought it was another fraternity brother trying to wake me up because they needed something, but the figure... Never said a word. I didn't hear any breathing and it didn't move. At that point, I decided that was a no for me and just went back to sleep. To this day, I cannot believe I just turned by back on this thing and went back to sleep. Well, it turned out that not only was I having weird things happen, but another of the brother's girlfriends was also having weird interactions. They both felt like something was outside the shower curtain while we were showering, but there was never anything there. This girl even started talking to something in the closet. Their bedroom was right by ours. We also found out that some of the older members of the fraternity also had unexplainable experiences when they were living there, to the point that one of them blessed and warded one of the bedrooms. We did eventually move into that room, and that's the only room in the house where he didn't feel like something was watching you. Another time, the fire alarm started going off by the front door, even though no one was cooking and there was no smoke anywhere. That one eventually turned off, and then one of the living rooms started going off. These alarms kept going off like someone was walking through the house from the front of the garage, intentionally triggering them. Eventually, the alarm right by the garage was the only one going off, and then we heard a loud bang from the garage, which sounded exactly like someone had pulled the the folding attic door down. We found out to investigate. Nothing was there. The attic door was even still folded up like normal. There was no way for someone to close the door behind them once they were up in the attic, much less a way for anyone to get over where it was without falling over because there was so much crap being stored in the garage. We decided to call in a medium to figure out what was going on. Whatever was in this house was not a good presence and was very draining on everyone's energy. This medium came out and went into the attic crawl space again, right on top of where our bedroom was, and told us that there was some type of portal 
that wraps up EPP bonus episode number 428 of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, thank you so much. And uh, please support us. Get access to the rest of this episode and all 428 bonus episodes. Become a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra, an EPP. Sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or directly through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. You'll get access to all of our premium material, all of it commercial free, all of the bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, the archive of episodes. It's all there for you. Apple Podcasts, you can do that. Or Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories and get access to it all there. Support the show, get access to all the bonuses and help keep us on the air. We do greatly appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. Oh.